Welcome to the Bible and Bresney podcast. I'm your host, Bresney Stanton. Hey guys, if you're new here, welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you join us this week. Um, and this episode is extra special because we are having our first ever guest on the Bible and Bresney podcast. Um, and our guest this week is Caleb Jesse. He has been one of my really good friends from youth group for a few years now. And we had the opportunity to go on a mission trip together Um this couple weeks ago. So he's going to come on here and talk about his experience on the mission trip. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so we have Caleb with us now. Caleb, do you want to introduce yourself? Um, my name's Caleb. I'm going into my senior year of high school and I rock climb in my free time. That's about all. Yeah, very fun. So Caleb and I go to youth group together And we just went on a mission trip to Wilmington in North Carolina. So today we're going to be talking about our experience with that. So Caleb, why did you decide to go on a mission trip? Um, Well, I heard about the mission trip. And I honestly, like when I signed up, I wasn't thinking about the work at all. I was uh, was happy to do the work. But when I signed up, I just was thinking about the fact that my friends are going on a trip for a week. I'll go and be with my friends for a week. But... It was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Even the work. Yeah. I want to do a mission trip like overseas. And so I thought this was like a good way to start because it was with my friends and it was like kind of closer to home. I didn't have to like go on a plane. Um, but did you have any expectations going into the mission trip? Uh, I thought the work was going to be a lot more, which Mm -hmm. it definitely was tiring. And I definitely, uh, did my share of sweating and being exhausted, but I thought it was going to be so much worse. Yeah. And uh, maybe worse isn't the word. That is a negative connotation. That was going to be a lot harder. Right. And you've been on a mission trip, right? Before? I have been on a mission trip. It was to Ecuador. Okay. Um, how would you say that the two com- like compare next to each other? Um, like going somewhere local yeah. versus going somewhere overseas? Well, I think it's a, everything's a lot more obvious overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially since we didn't go out of state when we went to Wilmington. Um it wasn't as different as I thought it would be. It was still, it was definitely a lot different than what I'm used to seeing in Cary, but it's not as obvious that there's poverty in this area. While in Ecuador, yeah. it was like everything, everything was very obvious that people were struggling. Right. So we went through a program called like Vigilant Hope and they work with, it's like urban mission work. So we were just in like the city of Wilmington and they work with um, like poverty and food insecurity. So Basically, our day-to-day is we just, like, went for a couple hours to either, like, people's houses or, like, churches and did, like, yard work and that kind of stuff. And we also had, like, community meals where we were, like, meeting with people we were helping to serve. Um, so, Caleb, what was your biggest takeaway from going on this trip? Um, I think it was, uh, like, the especially with the what I said about the comparison from Ecuador to Wilmington, Mm -hmm. uh, it was a big eye opener to how poverty is everywhere. It, you don't need to go to a third world country to see poor people. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's like hard when you don't live in like a big city. Cause like sometimes you don't see like a homeless person every day. But my biggest takeaway was like 
I feel like when you're growing up, your parents are always like, oh, like, be careful around people on the streets. Like, like they're the bad guys kind of thing. Or there's just, like, a big separation. But on the trip, we were able to, like, make friends with the people we were serving and see that they're just like we are. And it's not their fault kind of thing was the biggest thing I learned. Um, so were there any situations that you encountered that made you leave your comfort zone? Definitely. Um, either... A big one is definitely the community meal. Mm-hmm. I, was ta- I was talking to a lot of people that I didn't know. And yeah. even if like, I mean, it was definitely a very different situation from like talking to people I don't know at school versus like talking to the people I saw at the community meal. It was very different. So it was definitely very out of my comfort zone. Even just talking to people like uh, one of the work sites we went to, it was on a property owned by an elderly couple. Mm-hmm. And even just talking to the people I was working for at the time was definitely a big step out of my comfort zone. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So would you say you're an introverted person? Oh, definitely. Okay. So how was that like more challenging for you to like reach out to people or like make connections? Uh, it was very difficult because that's not, that's not how I thrive. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, run a lot better on people reaching out to me or just staying in my own circle of people that I already know. Even yeah. as an introvert, I think I'm very good at meeting people, but it's definitely something I actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so how did it help you grow to like be out of your comfort zone and have to like do new things? Um, I think it's always, I think it's always beneficial to step out of your comfort zone. Um, I mean, it's just, it never hurts to talk to people you don't know and get to know more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think something that helped me grow is, like you said earlier, like, it was not as a parent as, like, going somewhere else that, like, poverty is right where we are, but I think it helped me grow in the way to see, like, we can help people where we are, and, like, God calls us to do it, to, like, share the gospel and to, like, help people right where we are, and we don't have to, like, pay a lot of money to, like, go help another place where we aren't already, like, located. Okay, so if someone is thinking about going on a mission trip, what advice would you give them? Um, I'd say go very open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's definitely something that was more um, more obvious in my first mission trip, which my first mission trip was to Ecuador. Um, and after that, I sort of had the concept in mind. I sort of knew what I was going into. Even if I, even if I didn't really know what to expect, I knew to go open-minded. Because um, mm-hmm. when I went to Ecuador, I... I just read about the country. I'd never really been there or anything. So everything was uh, was shocking, which, I mean, stuff might always be shocking, but um, right. I think it's different to be shocked to, to, to see how people are struggling versus just to be shocked because you're in a new place. Mm-hmm. And how old were you when you went on that mission trip? I was, I believe, 13 or 14. Okay, yeah. So I don't think... I feel like a mission trip is beneficial for, like, any age. Like, obviously not for, like, kindergarten. Yeah. But, like, you can get different things out of it each time you go somewhere. Um, so are there any other things that you want to share? Any, like, even if it's just, like, a good story that happened on the mission trip or, like, something you encountered that you want to share? Um, I really enjoyed uh, a lot of the work I did. A lot of the work I did was very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely did work that maybe some people wouldn't see as fun. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, like weed whacking for four hours straight. I love that. That was great. Yeah. Um, I think that was de- a big part of that was definitely uh, 
like the first two working days we did, I was working in groups where I was talking to people the whole time and communicating with people. And then we would get off the work site and I would go talk to the same people that I just spent the last six hours with. And I would never get any downtime or time to myself. Mm-hmm. But on the, on the last two work days we did, I was uh, either weed whacking or lawn mowing. And that's something where you can't really talk to people. Um, so rather than recharging when I'm not working, I was socially recharging while I was working because I actually got some time to myself. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed the weed whacking and mowing I did. Mm-hmm. I would say going back to like the advice thing, this just popped in my head. But like while you're on your mission trip, it's really easy to just like be serving the whole time and not like pouring back into yourself. But you can't pour back into others unless you're like refueling your your like soul and heart so I would say if you are going on a mission trip or doing like a big service event to like make sure you're taking time to like read your bible or like Caleb said just like taking some time like away from everyone else just to like either process or just like kind of recharge so that you're able to serve like whoever you're going with a little better oh I have another question so I would not consider myself like the most handy person <laughs> um like we had to build picnic tables and I did put it together backwards. So what advice do you have for someone who maybe isn't like the most, like they're nervous about like what their skill set is? Um, I think sometimes if you're like really unsure and just really aren't comfortable jumping into something that you don't really know how to do, mm-hmm. just let somebody who does know how to do it, do it. But like if you're in a situation where you can't have a, a learning moment, like, especially with, like, even with, like, building a picnic table, um, just always, like, be sure you understand what you're doing. Like, re- make sure you really understand the instructions <laughs> before you just start uh, drilling things together. So, basically, don't be like me. Basically. And just put it together. But I also think, like, too, what I learned is even if you're not good at, like, putting stuff together and, like, building things, like, they can still use you. Like, I think the next day after I realized drills are not my area of expertise, like, I helped break apart a tree that had fallen down. So, like, you can still do stuff. It doesn't, it's not all, like, weed whacking and, like, that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so we talked a little bit about, like, the community meals. Like, how do you think that was impactful versus just, like, doing physical labor? Um... Well, I think it was very nice to see who we're working to support. Mm-hmm. Like on the on the last half of the on the last half of our work sites, we were on this property uh, of the elderly couple I mentioned a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And they uh, their entire property was towards growing food to give to less fortunate people, and I think it's really impactful to see the people that that the that people are trying to help. You're there to help those people. Um, right it's really impactful to talk to those people and get to know them Mm -hmm. and one thing that like vigilant hope which is the organization we went through like a lot of times like you're able to volunteer like soup kitchens or stuff like that where you're serving the people in need but like at these community meals like we were all eating together and like we were all serving each other so I think it did a really good job at like separating those barriers of like who needs to be served when really we can like all rely on each other which I thought was cool um, oh, another thing we did on the mission trip is something called a grocery walk. Caleb, could you explain what that was a little bit? Um, so basically, we all we had our groups, and everybody in our group was assigned a role. It was basically just role playing, 
we were given a uh, role in this uh, pretend family. And we were in this family, and I was, um, we had like, uh, we had people pretending to be young children, we had people pretending to be fathers. And I was just somebody who had uh, uh, food allergies because we were going to this, we were walking down the street to this grocery store, and we had a budget of $6 to get food for our whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were like nine people I in our we family. Had nine people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had a gluten sensitivity um, and a peanut sensitivity as part of my role. And we were given $6 for everybody in the family to eat. Um, and I think we had a grandma in our family who didn't have teeth, so she had to eat soft foods. Mm-hmm. And then me with the food allergies, and I think everybody else just had to be fed. Yeah. Um, and we had $6, and we got two cans of SpaghettiOs and a bottle of Powerade, which SpaghettiOs are literal, just straight gluten. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't – originally, I was not even going to be eating lunch that day, which would have sucked. But, yeah. But uh, after that, we were going to the beach, so luckily they let they let everybody just eat. Yeah, so food. basically it was like a simulation. Like you were pretending you were in poverty and like had to feed your family. Um, so, like, we walked everywhere. We went to, like, the stores that people, like, who in real life only have $6, like, that they would shop at. What do you think, like, your takeaway from that was? Like, how did that impact you on the trip? Or even still? Um, <clears throat> I think it was very interesting to see, like, the hardships. Because, I mean, I think it was really easy to go into that situation with six dollars and a family of nine people um as a pretend scenario and think like how it doesn't really matter because it's mm-hmm. a pretend scenario but like it was it was really impactful for me to think like what if what if i was like what if this is my real family and all these roles were real and i couldn't have gluten and my family just got two cans of spaghettios because that's all we could literally afford mm-hmm. um i think it was really impactful to realize that or try to see it through that lens and then after we went to the grocery store we had to walk probably a mile to the social security building uh because we were going to try and get social security benefits and then we got there and uh they were closed quote unquote we just pretended they were closed pretty sure they were open but uh the scenario was that the line was too long and we didn't have time to do it today um and like that was another thing that you know, it's fake. It's hard to let it affect me, but I tried to look at it through the lens of, like, we just spent all of our money that we have, like, literally everything we have on two cans of SpaghettiOs and a Powerade, and we tried to go get Social Security, and we and we couldn't. We just have to go home mm-hmm. and call it a day. Yeah, and also, too, like, something I noticed or, like, took away is we were walking through, like, these neighborhoods, and you were able to, like, see people who were living in government housing and, like, people who are shopping the way that we were pretending to shop and I remember there was like this little girl and she was probably like two or three and like that's the role I had been assigned I was supposed to be like a two-year-old and I remember seeing this like little two-year-old and she was in her bathing suit and she just like ran over and gave us all hugs and she just seemed like so happy and just thinking about how like it's easy for me to pretend to be this two-year-old walking two miles to maybe get lunch but then, like, to see, like, that little girl actually having to do that was crazy. And they say the storm remained so positive. That was something I saw mm-hmm. in – that was something I saw in Ecuador. Um, there were parts of Ecuador where, uh, 
we really weren't supposed to be on the streets. Um, so in those parts, we just stayed in our bus because we were just rolling through. But then we got out to the more, um, like, I don't know, I'll call it a jungle, I guess. That's what it looked like. It was pretty crazy. Um, and you see these, we go up to these villages that from the mountain we were driving down, you couldn't see because they're, they're just all hidden below the trees. And uh, there's people there. And you go meet these people and it's literally like, they're in dirt huts uh, mm-hmm. or built out of scrap metal. I mean, I saw a family, I met a family that had to dig into the negatives and just go into debt because a storm blew their roof off and they had to buy a new one, whether they could afford it or not. Um, but everybody there was uh, the nicest people I've ever met. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's how it was here too. Everyone was just like so thankful for everything and just like it would be so easy to just like throw everything away at that point like you don't have any money and you don't have a house but they just like are able to find the good in everything which like I'm not even good at doing and I have a house yeah uh there was when I was in Ecuador um there's this sort of I it was like a chocolate drink it wasn't necessarily hot chocolate but it was some like delicacy sort of Mm -hmm. and I went to we went to this place and the people that we were visiting knew we were coming and this is like one of the things that you maybe get like once a year or something or twice a year. I guess it really depends. But for these people, this was like a holiday thing. And we went to visit them and they were so excited and glad to see us that they made us this delicacy. Oh, wow. Um, and they let us drink it while we were there visiting um, just because they were so glad to have us there. Yeah, that's great. Um, any last thoughts or advice or anything? Um. I guess go on a mission trip. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll leave a link below if you want to go read more about Vigilant Hope, which is who we went through. Um, just read their story. And if you have any questions, be sure to let us know. Leave a review if you like this episode. And if you're not, go ahead and follow the Bible and Bresney Instagram. Once we get to 100 followers, we're doing a giveaway there. So be sure to follow that. And we'll see you next week.